Chapter Eleven of Hagar's Daughter: A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Hagar's Daughter: A Story of Southern Caste Prejudice by Pauline Hopkins. Chapter Eleven: Who is she? At eight that evening, theater was filled to overflowing for Mojeska was to interpret the heart-breaking story of Camille. Senator Bowen and his handsome wife, Jewel and Cuthbert Sumner, occupied a box, and were watching intently the mimic portrayal of life. Jewel was listening earnestly to Mojeska's words, the grand rendering of the life-story of a passionate, loving, erring noblewoman's heart touched her deeply. The high-bred grace, the dainty foreign accent, the naturalness of the actress, held her in thrall, and she did not take her eyes from the stage. As the curtain went down on the second act, she lifted her glass and slowly scanned the house. Suddenly she paused with a heart that throbbed strangely. Directly across from her sat a woman, young in years, but with a mature air of a woman of the world. Surely, thought Jewel, I know that face the girl had a woman's voluptuous beauty with great dusky eyes and wonderful red-gold hair her dress of moss-green satin and gold fell away from a snowy neck and arms on which diamonds gleamed just then sumner uttered an exclamation of surprise he had turned almost at the same moment with jewel and swept a careless glance over the house bowing to several mostly well-known people either by profession or social standing but had declined to see more than one fair one's invitation. Passing, as it were, a box on the left, his glance had rested on a face that instantly arrested it and caused him to exclaim. An elderly man sat with the vision of loveliness. In repose the girl's face lost some of its beauty and seemed careworn. One felt impressed that girlhood's innocence had not remained untouched the lady was watching their box intently and seeing herself discovered smiled the brilliant smile of recognition as she inclined her head in sumner's direction holding his glance for one instant in a way that seemed to call him to her side he bowed then turned his head away with a feeling of confusion that annoyed him he did not offer to go to her however do you know her who is she cuthbert asked jewel intercepting both smile and bow it is miss madison he replied lifting his glass nonchalantly i did not know she was in washington i have not seen her for three years looking remarkably well is she not she is glorious her face somehow seems familiar to me i must have met her have you seen much of her can't say that i have met her at a ball at cape may but i found the place so dull i packed up and went home after that i went abroad then i met a sweet little woman who has led me captive at her chariot wheels ever since then followed some talk dear to the souls of lovers and the beauty opposite was forgotten but throughout the next act jewel felt her heart contract as the dusky eyes followed her movements with a restless smouldering fire in their depths that pained her to see aurelia madison watched the box opposite with hungry intensity she was studying jewel's face mentally saying there is not another woman in the house like her she is like a strain of mozart a spray of lilies my god how he looks at her he never looked at me like that he respects her he worships her she sank back in breathless misery 
Aurelia Madison and Cuthbert Sumner had met one summer at Cape May. They had loved and been betrothed, and had quarrelled fiercely over a flirtation on her part, and separated in bitterness and pain, and yet the man was relieved way down in a corner of his heart, for he had felt dimly after the first rapture was over, that he was making a mistake, that she was not the woman to command the respect of his friends, nor to bring him complete happiness, yet after a fashion she fascinated him. Her grace, her beauty, thrilled his blood with rapture that he thought then was love. Love came to him a later guest, and the purity and tenderness of Jewel's sweet face blotted out forever the summer splendor of Aurelia Madison's presence. Now it was all over, he knew he had never loved her, and that he was fortunate to have found it out in time. No one knew of this episode in Aurelia Madison's life. Her father had been away on one of his periodical tours, and the girl was accountable to none but an old governess who acted as chaperone. Since that time she had led a reckless life, had lived at Monte Carlo two seasons, aiding her father in his games of chance, luring the gilded youth to lose their money without murmuring. Hers had been a precarious life, and a dangerous one. Sometimes they were reduced to expedience, but through it all the girl held her peace, set her teeth hard, and waited for the day when she should again meet Cuthbert Sumner, trusting to the effect of her great beauty, and the fact that he had once loved her passionately, to re-establish her power over the man she worshipped. Once his wife, she told herself, she would shake off all her hideous past and become an honest matron. Honesty she viewed as a luxury for the wealthy to enjoy. Thank heaven Cuthbert Sumner's wife could afford to be honest. They had met again, but how? All her hopes were dust. Now she saw Jewel lift her eyes to his with devotion, love, and faith in them. She saw him look down eagerly with truest, tenderest love. The last act was on. She could bear it no longer, but rose impatiently with rage and hatred in her heart, and, attended by her father, left the house. When next Jewel stole a glance in the direction of the stranger, her place was empty. End of chapter 11